Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, joined by my co-host tonight, Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you making out? Happy holidays, man. Well, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas late. Yeah, better late than never, right? That's right. <laughs> so so are, did you get everything you wanted? Did Santa bring you everything? Santa was good to me this year, yes, yes. Yep, so what did you get? Um, I got a new phone. Um, I got a, uh, it's a T-Mobile Click. Okay, what is that? Um, it's basically, it's like the social networking phone. It has everything built into it. You can update um, right on your homepage of your phone directly to Facebook, Twitter, and MySpace, all with one entry and one click. Well, that, that's very cool. Is it's it, interesting. Have, have you been playing with it? Oh, my God, it's like, it's like a whole new computer. It's like... I have to learn everything. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's like that. <laughs> you know, those little computers. I mean, cell phones. Have you seen the new one that came out? It's got a gosh darn projector on it. Oh, my Lord. Somebody was actually telling me about that. I feel like that's really funny. I, you know, it, cell phones are great, but give me a laptop with a projector. That is far more useful. <laughs> right, than a cell phone. My thing is is that it's like it's not even a phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I I don't, it's so confusing. <laughs> I just want to make a call. <laughs> but it's exactly, it's exactly what I asked for, so, you know, Santa was good to me, so I'm happy with that. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. And how about for you? I did. Mark got me a, a spa treatment at the Ritz-Carlton. Ooh. I know, I'm so excited. That's exciting. I, I don't know if I'm going to have, like, you know, a massage or if I'm going to get, you know, maybe, like, the whole facial thingy. But, oh, so excited. That sounds like fun. I'm, I've never had one of those done. Really? Like a full, a full body facial mask or anything like that, no. Oh, oh. it is, like, the best thing ever. You lay there, they've got nice music going, some aromatherapy. <laughs> they just massage your face and clean it. Oh, it's so great. And then, oh, massages are even the better. Just the best. Oh. I'm no. sure they are. Oh, good gosh. Uh, so, anyway, as some, some of you have probably seen in there, I, I wrote in there, my tummy is all big and poofy. I ate too much. <laughs> That's always a problem with the holidays. Uh, well, Mark made manwiches. <laughs> we had this hankering for sloppy joes, and so I had two of them and a whole bunch of steak fries, and now my stomach is just, it hurts. <laughs> uh, I, I ate way, way too much. Oh, golly. I'm miserable. Well, do, you, do you ever do that when you eat so much? Are you just miserable? Yes, I'm miserable a lot. My partner would, would testify to that. <laughs> I have miserable moments. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just laying here going, oh. I feel like that um, Monty Python skit. It's only a way for thin mint. <laughs> Bring me a bucket. <laughs> God. But anyway, nobody needs so, to know that. <laughs> I want to welcome everyone in the chat room. If you're listening for the first time, um, and you're not on our radio show page, you can join us live with the chat room at www.blogtalkradio forward slash POSIM. If you're a guest, um, you can join up to Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and you can actually um, you know, get a username and actually interact in the chat room. If not a guest, you can still uh, sit there and listen to the show and, and read what's going on in the chat. Uh, you can call us guys throughout the hour, all hour. Me and Jeremy will be taking your calls on anything and everything um, related to being newly diagnosed, or maybe questions that you may have about living with HIV and, and coping. And you can reach us at 347-215-9442 all hour. Uh, and um, we're here to take your call, so give us a call. 
Um, I wanted to, Jack was going to join us tonight, but Jack had some last minute free tickets he got, so uh, <clears throat> he went and saw some show or something like that. <laughs> Jack's doing all that, you know, Jack stuff. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, other than that, are you, are you looking forward to the new year, Jeremy, before we go on to um, more of the topic things? or? I, I am looking forward to the new year, although um, in 2010 I'm going to be 35. Oh, oh wow. Whoopee. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's only a number. You're only as old as you feel. Yeah. And right you now feel I'm 35? like 67. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. But, yeah, I, I, I think there are good things to come in 2010. Yeah, this year, you know, I, I, I talked to my, my partner talked about this a lot, and he said this year was um, a transitional year, and, you know, it was like the whole entire world was going through it, and it really felt like it. Like, everything seemed to be, like, changing. It was a, cha it was a year of loss and, and, and like, um, of, of losing, like, your job or losing um, all your money or, or losing people in general in your life and relationships and letting that go. Do you feel like a lot of that has taken place, you know, like over the last year in your personal life? At all? I have. Well, I, I shouldn't say I haven't. I mean, I mean, I've been around it where people right. have lost their jobs, and you know, nothing like that has happened personally per se to me. But I, I do think that 2010 is going to be our year of rebound. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Rebound. You know, we're rebounding, right? It's all going to. I just say put. 2009 behind us, and let's move on. <laughs> yeah, right? Can only hopefully get better. Exactly. I, I think Robert is on a speakerphone. Why do I sound speakery? You do sound like you're on a speakerphone. Okay, I'm actually I'm using my new phone. I'm using headsets, and I texted uh -huh. it out beforehand, and yeah. I was told that it was good. Mr. Mr. Gordon was right. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of people in the in the tap in the in the chat room going, "Is he on a speakerphone?" And somebody else says, "No, I think." Let's see. Does it sound a little bit better? Oh, that's much better. Yes. Yeah, I unplugged the speakerphone. I I just oh. was a little hesitant because it's touch screen. So if I accidentally hang up on you because my big ears hit it, I'm apologizing now. <laughs> you know, things like that happen. I, I'm not used to it, so I wanted to try it out. So <laughs> and we know that it doesn't work as good. I sound a lot better this way. Oh, that is that is so much better. Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad everybody was able to point that out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you sounded echoey. Well, uh, yeah, that's probably what a lot of sometimes our guests deal with uh, when they call <laughs> in and they sound echoey. They're probably yeah. on, like, a, a headset. So, um, you know, uh, uh, the show tonight was, was basically going to be on being newly diagnosed and, um, and, and how to move past that. Because really that's, like, what I really am passionate about is trying to help people move past that that diagnosis, that shock of, oh, my God, they're going to, um, they feel like they're going to die because, you know, that's what they're taught. Uh, I did an interview um, last Tuesday um, for a gentleman here who does a local radio show called G-Town Radio. Mm -hmm. It's the name of the radio station. And the show I was on was called The Catacombs. And Gary um, Hines is the, is the host of the show. And, you know, he, he found out about me through someone else. And one of the things we talked about was, you know, do you see that there's different kinds of activists out there, and and how would you define yourself? And one of the things that I told him is like, there's a lot of activists who go out there and do the prevention thing. You know what I mean? And for me, you know, and Jeremy, I think it's with you. It's more about, you know, helping the people. For me, it's about helping people who are, you know, living with the disease and not necessarily the prevention or the all the what do you call that? Um, political things that are, you know, that go on. Like, Dad is very involved in all that, and I couldn't get involved in that. It would wreck my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it would really wreck my brain. So I tell him I'm more of like, um, you know, like an activist for the people who are living with the disease. Right. Um, uh, no, no, I, I think you're right. I think there's, there's, um, there's a lot that, that can be done, actually. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. No, I, I think I think you're absolutely right that it can, and um, there's different ways that people can give back. Mm -hmm. 
and there's different ways that people can serve and, and serve the HIV-positive community. And, and I think one of the ways that we're able to do that is through this show as well. And it, right. gives, a, it gives folks a and, – and, of course, the site, POSIM, you know, POSIM.com, gives, gives people who have just been diagnosed a, a place to go to find out that, oh, God, they're not alone. Right, because that's one of the big things. Everybody constantly feels alone because either they don't know anybody who has the disease or the people around them who they may know some person don't really talk about it. Right. You know what I mean? So they fall in that space of where do I go to find somebody who understands. Exactly. Yep, 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 yep. They, they, and, and, I, and I think that we're able to do that for them. And that just makes me feel so great, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, um, that we're doing something that, that needs to be done and there's, there's a reason for it. And, and, you know, the people that, with the feedback and stuff from guests and from listeners, it's really important that, you know, people understand that we're doing this, you know, for good. We're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're doing it for good. We're doing it for good because people do things for different reasons. You know what I mean? And I don't want people to get twisted and think um, that I – because I basically, I, I received an email that said something along the lines of I was using my status to gain fame. Oh. And to me, that's really not what this is all about. Right. You know what I mean? It's not about that. It's just about helping others. That's all I want to do. Right. And, and I, 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 think, I, I think when people say things like that, they don't have a clue. I mean, that, that's like saying that Susan G. Komen was just using her breast cancer status to 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 get famous. Right. You know, I I'm sorry, but people just don't know what they're talking about sometimes. Yeah, stuff like that kind of makes me mad, but um I just had to vent a little bit about it. So, um, you know, I have these 10 steps that I included in the newsletter um that I sent out and I just wanted to kind of go down them a little bit and talk about how, you know, processing your diagnosis and doing it the correct way is important. There's really I don't want to say correct way because there's really no correct way, but doing it a certain way where you have, you know, yourself in check as what's important and what's not important. Right. Um, the first one that I have on the list is uh, begin to heal and take ownership. And to begin healing after the shock of hearing your diagnosis, first acknowledge your fears and feelings about having HIV, which we all have the fears um, once we're diagnosed of, oh, my God, we're going to die. Oh, my God, we're all alone and then take ownership of them. And that's something that takes, you know, longer for others. It's a different, you know, time for that ownership to take place and you actually be like, okay, I'm HIV positive and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember going through that process for you? Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it was I, I, that it was that whole thing of, it, you, you know, just, Recognizing the fact that you that I was afraid that um, that I felt somehow that I had let everybody down and and that that was that was the the first thing that went through my mind was that oh God, I let my parents down right and mm-hmm. and i and I let myself down, and you know it's just how could I have let this happen and you, I went through all of those questions and all of that self-doubt and, and all of that that anger, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of we go through a lot of self-hate. Yeah. I think during that time, I, I know I did, and it was just like you know, like you said, letting down your parents. Especially, yep. I don't know why, but especially your like your mother. Like for me, that was the hardest. It was like telling my mom. You know what I mean? Because I, I thought I was going to die, so it was like telling my mom that I was going to die. No, that's exactly right. I'm sorry. I am so full right now and so miserable that I had to stand up for a minute. Um, trying to walk around and let my tummy settle. But it, no. it's, it's true. It, it's absolutely true. When you, when you, when you utter the words and you, and you look your parents or, or your loved ones, you know, your those people closest to you, and you look them in the eye, and then you say, I'm HIV positive, for the first time to them, it then all of a starts, I mean, you can say it to yourself over and over and over again, 
But the minute that you utter it out loud to somebody else, now it's real. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you think that, oh, well, the doctor might have been mistaken, right? <laughs> That's a mistake. Couldn't yeah. happen to me. So um, it, it's it, it, it's that it's it, I think it's the the self realization and and then and then admitting it to somebody else, right? Yeah. And then the the second step is um, living in the present, which is something that a lot of us, you know, once you're diagnosed, you don't think about that. You think about that you're dying. Like, I mean, you immediately think about the future and that you're going to die from disease, which God only knows you could walk out of the doctor's office and get hit by a truck. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, (laughs) but I'm just saying in general, like, you know what I mean? Like, people can't live their life fearing that they're going to die from something because you never know how you're going to go. Well, here and, and so I just want to say this, that you are, everybody is born to die. There, there, are, there, there are a couple of things that are absolutely for certain in this, in this lifetime, taxes and death. The minute that we're born, we're, we're dying. So to speak, I mean, we have an average life lifespan of about seventy-five to eighty years now. So um, uh, it, it's it's um, it's certain that 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 we will die. Whether how we will die, <laughs> that's always the question. But it's God only knows certain. that one. <laughs> exactly, it's absolutely certain that we're going to. It's inevitable. But. Uh, so I mean, but to to really kind of sit back and and acknowledge the fact that well yeah I do have a disease that left untreated will kill me. That's that's probably the scarier part. Right. Exactly. Um, but you have to you know keep your mind focused on on what you're going through now because when you lose grip of reality. And what's happening in the moment, in the present, you you alter what your future is. Yeah, and 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 I think number two also kind of goes along the lines of what's what's the quote? It's um, the past is gone. You can't change yesterday. There's no there's no guarantee of a tomorrow. So live for today, right? Right. And I think I'm paraphrasing that. But it's true. You can't change what happened yesterday. You can't change what happened five minutes ago. It happened. The only thing that you can do is 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 live for this moment. That's going to shape your next moment. That's it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um. So going on through the list, we have a, another one here. It's make your own future. Uh, forget other people's stories about HIV/AIDS, and and own it. Make it your own experience. And and I think that's that kind of builds right on the first two. On right. The live in the present. Begin to heal. Take ownership of it. Own it. Because the minute that you allow it to to take you over is when you lose, you know, you give up, right? And this whole, this whole, you know, journey of becoming HIV positive or this experience that, you know, that we're going through is something that is, uh, Sam, can you believe it just totally, uh, is, is so um, individual, yep. you know what I mean, where it's important to hear other people's stories so you know you're not alone, but it's different for every single person. So what, what you know, Jeremy does, it's not going to be the same thing that Robert does. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that what I do is not the right thing to do. Right. Right, oh, absolutely. Because what you're doing is wrong. Everything that you're doing is wrong. And and don't let people tell you that. Don't allow others to um, change your mind on on how you want to live, right? I think that's... I, I think that's the key. Um, number four is what? Stop and take a breath. I, I think that says it all in and of itself, right? Right. Exactly. Because stop and breathe. Um, it's kind of like eating during the holidays. Stop and take a breath. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and breathe. Um, because getting the news, I, I think, I think getting the news of any kind of of disease, whether it be HIV, cancer, diabetes, whatever it might be, you know, heart disease, whatever it is, um, that's all filled with stress and anxiety and sometimes depression. So it. Um, taking a moment for yourself and breathing and um, possibly getting somebody to talk to to help you with those breaths. It's really important to um, stop for a minute. Sometimes because life gets so hectic, especially now with, I mean, this, we were talking about the phones and how everybody is so involved with technology and social networking and, and life in general gets crazy, the holidays, that you don't ever take a second and just, have a thought in your head because everything is so like quick. We live so quickly that we never sit and really enjoy and have a moment's peace and just sit there and, and, and think in your head and clear your head and think like, okay, you know, today's a good day. I love myself. You know what I mean? My hair looks great today. Like, you know, we have to take those moments and if we have to take the deep breath in the mirror and do it. Yeah. But I think it's important to take that deep breath and just enjoy, you know, a moment every once in a while and slow down your life. Right. It, it's it. it I, I think that goes for anything. You know, not just living with HIV, but but living with anything. It's it's important to just enjoy it. Enjoy the time that we have. Again, goes back to number two, back to number one, back to number three. Right. I think all of these build on each other. So it's taking a moment to reflect on what's going on in your life. Right. Number number five here um, is educating yourself, but taking your time when you educate yourself. Uh, I know when a lot of people are diagnosed um, HIV positive or with any other kind of disease, either their loved ones or themselves who are diagnosed, do tons of research on whatever it is. You know, when my father passed away, my mom was all over that internet looking up stuff for cancer. Yeah. You know, and, and alternative therapies and things like that. But you have to also remember to take your time when you're looking up stuff because if you absorb too much information, you're going to either overload it with the wrong information because there's bad information out there too. Uh, so there's we should, a ton of bad Right. So we should there. definitely um, at least um, offer some sites that I know where people can go and get good information on. The one that I want to um, suggest is uh, thebody.com, which mm -hmm. where they can go and get tons of good information there. And, um, you know what I mean, and, and it's legit stuff, I mean, about everything. About They have a whole newly diagnosed section uh, that I found when I uh, Googled newly diagnosed HIV. They have a whole section there with just normal questions that, you know, people are answering who are living with the disease. So that's a great resource. Sure, do you have another one that you could throw out there for them? Um, AIDSmeds.com is really good, or PAWS.com, either one of those. Um, Let's see. Uh, of course, our friend Bob Bowers, his websites, um, One Tough Pirate and HIVVictorious.org. Um, let's see. What about PodIM.com? Right. Yeah, of course, um, um, HIVPlusMagazine.com as well. Yep. I think they're HIV Plus Mag, and they do a lot of uh, good resources, you know, and, and information there. So people can, you know, and you can usually pick them up in your, in your doctor's office. They're usually sitting around. Yeah, the magazine. And, um, yeah, the pause. Let's see what else. I, I have a whole web page on resources um, on my on my site on um, AIDS meds, pause, no HIV, AIDS, uh, HIV of Taurus, the body. Uh, let's see, AIDS map, um, AIDSTruth.org. Um, there's there's a ton of places. AIDS.gov, I think, is another one. Air AIDSGov or something like that. Um, there, there are a ton of websites out there. And they can go directly because you have a list of them. I know you have a big list at PositivelySpeaking.com, and then I know there's a really huge list over at um, Dab the AIDS Bear Project. Yeah. Tons of stuff over there that people yeah. can go check out. So, again, you want to get information, but you want to take your time. You don't want to overload, and you don't want to slip, you know, find yourself slipping into some complete denial about your diagnosis because you're reading the wrong information. 
So go check out the resources that we uh, suggested. There's tons of good stuff there. Uh, number six is taking control of your medical care. And this is something that's really important um, that, you know, that should be done almost immediately after you find out you're diagnosed to find a, a specialist in infectious disease to, to treat you because it's important they do the right tests for you. And they'll talk. I mean, I found the ones that I go to talk to me and they know what they're talking about, where if you go to a family doctor and get your blood drawn, it's not going to work. Yeah, you've you, you got to go to an um, infectious disease specialist. And not just any infectious disease specialist, but one that actually focuses with HIV. Because there are tons of infectious diseases out there that are classified under that, right? Lyme yeah. disease, the flu. Um, there's there's a lot of things out there. So find one that is that that focuses and specializes in HIV and AIDS and the care of HIV and AIDS positive people, not just the disease itself, but but um, the, the but the caring of of those of of, of of people, because you know all too often many um, HIV positive patients are far more educated on their virus than most of their doctors are. So That's a shame. It, it's so important to be what I, I think part of this is is managing your health care but being an active participant in, with your health care, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, not not letting somebody tell you, you know, what to do, just you know, if there are twenty three or twenty five classes of HIV med medications out there. Um, not all of them are going to be tolerable to every person, right? So some people have reactions to the Sostiva. Um, some people can't take protease inhibitors. Some pe you know, so it's, it's very important to listen to your body and to know what it's telling you and to be in tune. And, and, and I know that sounds sometimes new agey and that sounds a little <laughs> crazy, but... It's true. Know what your body is telling you. Really start to focus in on how you feel each day, every moment. Because, um, it's, you know, is that really the, are you, do you really have heartburn or is it something else? Could it be um, gastro, what is it, uh, gastroesophageal reflex? <laughs> reflex disease with GERD or whatever it is, it's it's a you know yeah, because some medicines can can upset your stomach and cause an acid reflux issue. Right. Um, there's you know like if you're on certain medications, some um, natural supplements that they sell at over the counter, you know some vitamins don't interact very well with certain medications. So it's very important to be in tune with your body and know what your body is telling you, and and just know when it's okay to lie down and take a rest. You know, absolutely. So. Which kind of um, <clears throat> feeds into number seven. You got that there, Jeremy? Uh, do I have it? Oh, I thought you were doing it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Number seven. Assemble a support network. Yes. And and use it. Right, you know, <laughs> important. <laughs> I, 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 you know, just because you have one doesn't mean you got to use it, right? You, you got to talk to people. You got to. Um, it, it, it's using your support network of family, friends, and or counselors to remind yourself that you are not in this alone. Um, there, I, I think what you will find when you first are diagnosed and you start telling people, people will say this, and it happens all the time, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm here if you ever need me. No, they really aren't. They're just saying that to make you feel good. Um, right. So you have to know who those genuine people are because it's those genuine people that are really there, and they're, those people are your support network. Yeah, and you'll find out who those people are, um, you know, when you do disclose your status to them for the first time. And believe it or not, a lot of people are shocked because a lot of people think that, it's like, you know, they can't tell their family or their family is going to disown them. And, you know, in some instances that, that may be the case. 
But most of the time I find that when I talk to people, they are utterly shocked at how supportive their family is. Because they, they always assume that it's going to be like, like, you know, something different. Right. So I think that that's, you know, important. And when, you know, talking about finding support and, and your support network, there's support groups that people may go to that you can find, you know, a lot of good information and, and some, val some valid support. But some people, you know, don't always find the, the support groups they're liking. They don't like it or they're, they're not, they couldn't relate to the people because there was too much, or I don't know. You know, people always find an excuse of why something don't work. But at least when you're there, you can at least ask, you know, other people who have HIV, you know, where did you find a good doctor, which kind of goes back to taking control of your medical care because it's important that you find a doctor that their patients are happy to have them as a doctor. Right. And they'll want to talk about it and be like, I have a great doctor, go here. That's the kind of doctor that you want to find. Yep, exactly. And these support you, groups can do that. And, and support groups, your friends, you know, because when you start disclosing and you start talking to people, you never know who's actually going to disclose back to you. You know right. what I mean? So I'm sorry, did everybody hear Charlie just bark? Um, somebody's <laughs> pounding on a wall somewhere, and she's it's driving her nuts. Um, <laughs> so, so I apologize. Um, uh, let's see. Are we on number eight, I think? Right. It's uh, build a strong foundation for the future. Um, once, you fe once you're feeling centered, you want to work to build a strong foundation for your future, including making lifestyle changes, um, utilizing community resources um, to help you in your long-term in your long-term health. What I also want to um, add and tack on to this particular statement of building a strong foundation for the future is um, it, it, it's monetary foundation as well. Um, don't give up on your retirement savings continue to save, continue to put money aside, at, because as people, it, the one thing that we're starting to see is more and more HIV positive um, folks who are in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s, who were originally diagnosed in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So with medicines, and we're starting to live longer. We are, you know, we still have those, um, we, we still have retirement issues that are coming up. So make sure that, you know, it's for building that foundation, you also have a solid financial foundation. And um, talk to a, um, um, start talking to a financial planner and a financial advisor and and because we have HIV, um, our health care costs are going to be higher than most. Um, so we want to be able to factor that in as well. So when we stop working, you know, are we going to have enough money to pay for insurance? Are we going to have enough money to pay for medication? You know, all of these things that we have to really think about, um, we need to continue thinking about because it's not just HIV-negative people. Um, that are going to um, that that are retiring. It's also HIV positive people. Um, there, there's a couple of uh, there, there's a couple of um, uh, statements in the in the chat room that if people aren't online, um, a couple one is saying that don't go out and run your charge cards up <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to have to pay those. You know, um, another one is. A living will, um, also powers of attorney uh, are very, very important. I, I think a living will is is half of what you also need is because if you are if you're not legally married, um, and this happens with many gay couples and or homosexual couples, um, that you um, can't. It, 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 don't go and, and you'll need. Uh, what am I trying to say? 
you'll need um, both a living will and a power of attorney because you want that power, and you're going to want a couple different powers of attorney. You're going to want to have a, um, a financial power of attorney and a medical power of attorney. My suggestion, and I'm not a lawyer, so go and go get a lawyer, go get an attorney to tell you this, but you, normally I think most good attorneys will tell you that your medical power of attorney and your financial power of attorney should not be the same person. So you want two. I don't know anything about it. I never looked into it. I ain't never got <laughs> any money. I don't never have money to worry about to give to anybody. So, but it, it's <laughs> not. It, it's not about giving money away. And the living will is not about that. Oh right, right. It's about making sure that your decisions and your choices are being met. Because I know that personally that if I am on a respirator and I have a machine breathing for me and I'm brain dead, I want to have the plug unplugged. I, I don't want to live like that. Right. You know, it, it's my choice. Right. And a living will is something that's good for, for everybody, not just people living with HIV or, or anything. There should always be Absolutely. a living will because you never know. Absolutely. Oh, and one other thing is don't go and sell your life insurance policies. That was really big in the 80s when people were dying um, right and left. People were selling mm -hmm. their life insurance policies, you know, um, because they didn't think they were going to live long enough to uh, to um, to use them. So, so don't don't do that. <laughs> right. Well, now with medications and stuff, I would hope that people wouldn't be running out and doing. You know, the things that we talked about. That I think that hopefully a lot of that was in the earlier days well, it's, of it's the whole It's the whole issue of building that strong foundation, right? Right. Making sure that you have your future planned out. Be just because you've been diagnosed doesn't mean that, you're that you're not going to have a future. That's right. Which kind of leads us to number nine. With, uh, with a strong foundation, you can now manage your HIV. Right. Um, after your foundation is in place, spend some time managing how HIV affects your daily life, both in social situations and in respect to financial and legal matters, which is what you just kind of covered. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, you have to kind of learn to how, how, how do you tell people, you know, how, how do you disclose to certain kinds of people? Because, you know, you're going to tell your mother, you're going to tell you, like, you've got to learn to manage how you're going to interact with people and who you're going to tell and who you're not going to tell. And then number 10 is achieve a balance in your life. Finally, to complete your journey towards a place of peace with your HIV, strive to balance your mind, body, and spirit using activities like exploring your spirituality, doing volunteer work, or experiencing holistic therapy if needed. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, all those things are always fun. Obviously, these things are not going to cure you, but I think exploring your spirituality and your mind, your body, your spirit, every part of you, I think is such... Um, that's a, a really well-needed thing for, for many people, not just with HIV. Now, a lot of people don't search every part of their life. And, and, you know, I think spirituality is really, really important, you know, for people who are living with HIV. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I mean... Did you find yourself, like, an awakening afterwards, like, to spiritual things? No. I, no? And, and the reason why is because... I was never I, – I just never was into that. Were you um, raised religious at all? I, I was raised Catholic. Okay, so was I. So I'm recovering. <laughs> but um, I have always – and this is my – I'm agnostic about the whole situation, about right. God and whatever's out there. You know, in, agnostic is not the same as atheism. I just want everybody to understand that. <laughs> right. atheists, atheists don't believe in any of it. I'm agnostic, meaning that uh, I don't know, and I would need some proof, right? Well, I'm, okay. one those, I, I'm one of those. One skeptical of those, people? Exactly. I'm very skeptical about the whole nine yards because it's, you know, I'm – it, it, it absolutely who, – who could say for sure that there's nothing there and who can say for sure that there is something there? No one can. It's, it's kind of like um, is there life outside of the planet Earth? You know what? Logic tells me that there is 
only because why on why would there be one planet in a universe this big with life on it? <laughs> right. You know, logically speaking. So I, I'm still agnostic about I'm I've always been agnostic about it. So what do you so think I, about the spirit? What spirit? Do you think your spirit? Do you think well, obviously there's a spirit in your or your soul. I don't know. I don't know. If, I I don't know if it's something that we've made up that we've called our conscious the soul. Hmm. So that's interesting. Maybe we should have a. Um, yeah, that's interesting. We could do a know, whole show on that. It, sure, but I, I also believe that um, if you are spiritual and you have that side and you believe in it. Don't put all of your belief in that. Right. Seek out medical medical help too. Yeah. Because you, and I think that's where this is going. Yeah, you is, can't pray the HIV away. Exactly. You, you know, you can't pray any of that away. Um, you, you know, it's finding what I, I think finding the balance is whatever you, makes you feel balanced, right? Whether it be right. Spiritually, whether it be, you know, coming to terms, and, and sometimes that spiritualness is coming to terms with what's inside of you. Not, necess- not necessarily the, you know, what I've come to terms with is being comfortable with me. And, and I'm the only one, really, that I have to me- make sure that's happy and balanced and taken care of. Nobody else can do that for me. You're right? absolutely right. So, so that's where I've found my balance. So it's very similar to what what this is saying about spirituality and things. It's you know I've come to terms with me, and and I think that's what it's saying is don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Don't you know just don't you know if if, if because people meditate differently. You know some people meditate and pray. Some right. people meditate and um, write down poetry. Some people meditate and kind of trying to reflect on their day. Some people meditate by, you know, when they drive in the morning and just kind of really try to focus on on what is important for them that day, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's there's different flavors of all of that that, that we can do, and and whether it be – you know, praying to God, praying to Allah, praying to Buddha, praying to whomever it might be, or simply by reflecting and turning an internal light onto yourself and trying to improve yourself. I think that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Now we've just gotten really deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You yeah, funny. So I just want to remind everybody who's listening, you guys can give us a call here. Uh, live on air, 347-215-9442. Maybe you have a comment about the 10 steps or you have a question you'd like to ask. Um, we definitely uh, want to hear from you, so give us a call. Um, I know uh, one of the things we do want to touch on, we have about 17 minutes left, Jeremy, is some of the, the big headlines that came out while we're waiting for people to call in um, about HIV and AIDS over, you know, in 2009. If you want to um, go over a couple of those and, oh, you know, yeah. hopefully we'll get some callers. Boy, um what boy? What have we? What has gone through? Um, there's been a lot. Um, let's see. Well, I think one of the, the one of the bigger uh, headlines is the uh, the travel restriction being lifted, the travel ban, right? Yes. Um, that that's been one huge huge headline, um, ending the ban for HIV positive people um, coming into the country. Now, for people who don't know, can you explain a little back of that? Yeah. So in 1986, I think, Congress voted to ban um, uh, entry to HIV-positive people um, because they didn't know. I mean, let's, let's face it, it was 1986. Nobody knew what this virus was or how it was communicated. So... Um, only just just in 2009 and 2010 will the HIV ban be lifted, meaning that people from other countries who are HIV positive um, can uh, travel and visit the United States freely. That's kind of like really overdue, don't you think? 24 years. 
Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, I so. all of a sudden this happening. What what part of this? Do you know? Like, why or did it come from that all of a sudden this year is the year that they're going to do it? All of a sudden. Right. It. it you know, I don't know. I, I think. It's just because of Obama and and you know, well, actually, running and all his things. What's funny is that it didn't happen under Obama. It happened under George Bush. <laughs> oh wow! Um, you know, a lot of people don't give him credit, but he's done a lot for you know worldwide aids. Right. Bush. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we need to do more in our own country. Um, yeah. For for HIV. Um, we all too easily can, uh, you know, give to outside of our borders, but we very rarely take care of our own. And and we need to do that, more of that. Um, it's so funny because that was one of the things – I'm sorry, Jeremy, I don't mean to cut you yeah, off. No problem. But that's one of the things that I always walk like – I just, I was never a fighter. I was always, you know, a lover. I was always friends with people. I didn't get into fist fights in school when people picked on me. I was just a good kid. I never got arrested. Like, you know, I just never, knock on wood, did anything, like, really over the top where I grew up, you know, we were going in the Middle East for the first war um, with Iraq, and I remember going through that whole process, and I'm like, why are we worried about every, why are we policing the world? When our whole country, you know, we're going through the same stuff in our country where people are killing people and the homeless people. and Like, there shouldn't be a homeless person in the United States, you know what I mean? But we start helping everyone else. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like that growing up, that we never did enough for our own country. We're always worried about saving other people. I think... Well, I, I think there's a couple of reasons for that, right? My my screen's frozen and I can't see anything on it, um, but I, I it, it's I, I think it has to do with um, people's attitudes and and libertarian attitudes, right? The less government, the better. Um, right. I, I think that's that's what is what they talk about more more often. And, and uh, that's, uh, I, I think that is, um, what am I trying to say? Um, it, it's Americans have this um, view of, of America as being this great nation of where people can provide for themselves of where people um, um, it, it's where where you can get fame and fortune and the whole nine yards where you know Americans are probably the hardest working people um, in other words we don't take the entire month of August as a holiday we we work it we we work mm-hmm. and people and I, I think the attitude is is that if you don't work for it, you don't get it here in the United States. And right. and that's in in what's hard for for I think for people to understand is that in not every not everybody can work. Number one, right? So, mm-hmm. and and I think that you know that when we look at other countries, developing countries, and we see you know all of these people um, are hungry, going without, you know, they blame it on circumstance. Well, you know, if they just were in a different place or it, it doesn't, it's not like that. It doesn't work like that because when you have a country and, and let's, let's use Iraq for, for an example, Iraq was built by the United States. You know, Saddam Hussein was given that power by the United States and, and people, Forget that, that in the 70s and the early 80s, we were their friends. We gave them the weapons that Saddam Hussein used in Iran, that he that Saddam Hussein used against the Kurds, that Saddam Hussein used against Kuwait. We wow. gave him that 
power. We gave him those weapons. We gave him the resources to do that. And it, it's it's a matter of memory of convenience, right? Um, oh well, but I'm, you know, we allowed him to to get to where he was, and I, I think the United States not just it, it it has an obligation, I think, to um, and and I think the United Nations as a whole, the UN, and this is this is where um, people will start you know calling and jumping down my throat, but um, I think the United Nations has has a um, has an obligation to the world to make sure that, you know, UN forces and the UN is policing the, the world, that that it doesn't rest on the United States alone. So right. you know, we, we have our own issues that we have to deal with. We have our, our, you know, we have domestic terrorism right in our backyard. It's called the KKK. It's called, right. um, you know, those, those skinhead movements. Those are domestic terrorism. That is domestic terrorism. And but but we're more worried about the guy who is brown who happens to wear a turban on his head, or you know it comes from comes from the desert in the Middle East who prays to a different god than ours. That's our focus. Right. Well, you, you know, know we're always people are always afraid of of the unknown and afraid of of different. It's it's always been like that, and I think it'll always be that people are afraid of of people that are different than them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, what was another uh, uh, headline that came up? I know there was talk about a... Um, oh, the vaccine. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and that yeah, came out of yeah. where? I forget. That Scotland? was in Sweden? Thailand. Um, Close. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Scotland? Scotland, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Thailand, oh, one of those places. Um, but what was happening there is they combined, what was it, two or three vaccines that were not um, that were not uh, effective they combined them and they found that they had what was it it was a fairly low rate of efficacy it was only around 20 some percent effective um, so I mean the fact that it was effective at all was was the news um, and so it certainly opened the door for... Right, it's the next step, you know? For a lot more science to be done. It cracks the window just a little bit more, a little bit more sunshine in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and things like that gives us hope. So, like, that's, you know, the things that are important and that people need to, you know, remember that these things, that despite all the negative things that you may hear about being HIV positive, that there's this that's coming out and, you know, you just have to remember that there's always hope. We lose that. Yep, exactly. And and, and I, I think um, <laughs> the, the, somebody, and, and I've got this, I'm chatting with this guy that I think I, that I know, that I don't think I know, but I know, and um your text isn't coming through at all. Um, <laughs> I can't read his font. It's all gibberish. Um, <laughs> so he'll know who it is when he, when he hears that. Um, but, uh, you, you know, it's, there's so much that has gone on. Um, the other thing that I wish would happen is um, that the United States would allow – for generic HIV medicine. Mm -hmm. If if we can get, provide generics to India, the Sudan, Africa, China, other other countries, why can't we have them here? You know, why do I have to pay um what is it? What was it? Like $14,000 a year to get the same medicines that somebody in India can get for $10 a year. Why? Makes no it, sense. That that stuff doesn't. like that pisses me off. It it does. It, it you know, does. And then like the ADAP waiting list and things like that. Stuff like that makes me mad. Like nobody should have to be put on a list to get medication. I don't care right. what you have. Nobody should have no nobody should have to die because they can't afford to buy the medication. 
you give them the medication and then you worry about them paying later, you know? Like, it, it's just, I just don't get it. There's no, like, I don't know if you want to say humanity, but it seems like that everybody's out to make money and nobody really cares about the person living with the disease anymore. Right, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, and, and David Gordon in the, in the, in the um, chat room says, why are the insurance companies demanding it? I think he means to say, why aren't the insurance companies demanding it? It, 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 it's simply because um, the insurance company, uh, well, quite honestly, big pharma, big pharma makes a lot of money off of um, HIV medicines, off of cancer medicines. So they have a no-compete clause in their brand name. So they can rack up the most profit. And, and, and drug and insurance companies can't fight it because the drug companies have this in their in their contracts. When they when they have a brand name, they have a patent on it, right? Right. So once the patent expires, um, then and only then can generics come out. Because at that point, it, it's kind of like um, what what was the big one that came out? It was Claritin, right? Mm-hmm. So Claritin and and that was patented. That had a copyright on it. As soon as that expired, it was available over the counter. Generics started coming out all over the place. It's the same thing. The, the drug companies have to decide what's right for the people and what's right for healthcare versus what's right for the um, bottom line. See, what I don't get is why can't the big drug companies make a generic under their own name? You know what I mean, and make it cheaper for people. Like, like, to me, it's like, are you trying to help or are you trying to make money? Like, I understand you're a business, but at the end of the day, do you feel good putting your pillow, putting your head down to your pillow knowing that your, you know, pills are expensive? I just... Well, here's, here's, the, other, here's the other reason why. Because their formulas are... Um, are uh, um, just lost my are um, intellectual property. So if 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 they became generic, they would not have that intellectual property anymore, and everybody and anybody could recreate the formula. I have a caller here, so let me oh, bring them right. on here. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Brian from Charlotte, North Carolina. Jeremy, yes, you know me. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Hi, Brian. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Hey, um, I wanted to, you guys are talking about drugs. Um, generics are not exact replicas, and there's a problem. Um, once you, once generic can go, once, um, um, once the time limit has run out and the generic can be formulated, it still isn't exactly the same. That's why um, you have some problems getting some drugs um, from overseas where they call it a generic, it is still missing, even if it's the, the most inert compound, it still affects how it works on the body. So whether it's an HIV matter or, or anything else, um, that one little compound does sometimes interfere with how it works. So it's, that's not a fail-safe. It would certainly help, and, and I think there's an awful lot that could be done through generics and stuff, but um, it's... I've, I've run into that uh, myself with other medications, and uh, it's it's it can be a problem. Wow. Well, I didn't know all that. It, it, and absolutely true, Brian is is quite right and on the nose. Um, but I, I think what generics do is it gets the drugs into the hands of people who can't normally um, afford the brand names, right? And the insurance companies, wow, we're 60 seconds. Um, the company and drug companies don't give the option. It's this or nothing. And, and that's, that's, what's the, that's the sad part of it, I think. All right. Did, I want to thank Brian for calling in from Brian North Carolina. We've got about 30 seconds left, so I just want to remind everybody that you guys can join us next Sunday. We'll be here. Uh, I want to wish everybody a happy, healthy New Year. Jeremy, you too. Yes, and we'll be talking again on January 3rd.
Yes, we will. And I believe our guest will be uh, Luna, who was featured in the HIV and Me mm-hmm. Project. Have a great night, everybody. Happy New Year. Jeremy, go to PositivelySpeaking.com. More information on myself, you can find at com. Happy New Year. Jeremy, have a great Happy night. Happy New Year, guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, we already did that. Bye. Bye. <laughs>